This short code podcast is a proud member of the MedEd Media Network. Inspiration, information, and guidance on your journey to medical school and beyond at mededmedia.com. Meandering in the margins of medicine, it's the short code podcast. Weird news, fresh views, helpful clues, and interviews by students for students. Subscribe to our weekly show at theshortcoat.com. Welcome back to the Short Coat Podcast, a production of the University of Iowa Carver College of Medicine. I'm Dave Etler. On today's show, is there such a thing as out of my league when it comes to med schools and residency programs? We explore some interview questions that you probably won't run into um, and whatever else with me today in the studio and live streaming on our Facebook group, the Shortcoat student lounge. It's MD PhD student Riley Bean. Hello there. We've got M1 Zachary Shepard. <laughs> Good day. Everyone is here and just coming in the door. You warned me, but I forgot it's Nick Lind <laughs> M4. Hello everybody. And then joining us from the internet, it's M4 Emma Barr. Hello. Our sponsor today is Panacea Financial, a nationwide digital bank built for medical students that was built by doctors who lived through financial frustrations themselves. Whether you're a fourth year medical student, a resident, or an attending physician, Panacea offers free checking with no ATM fees nationwide, 24-7 customer service, and loan options designed specifically for you. At Panacea Financial, you can get a PRN personal loan up to $15,000 as a medical student Funded in as little as 24 hours at less than half the interest rate of a credit card. You can try their PRN personal loan for a better way to cover expenses such as relocation, board exams, or residency applications. Medical students and residents can have a period of no or reduced payments. And to top it off, every Panacea Financial customer gets their own free personal banker who is a phone call or email away to provide the personalized service you deserve no matter where you move in your career. If you're ready to join the growing number of physicians nationwide who experience more from their bank, visit PanaceaFinancial.com today to learn more. Panacea Financial is a division of Primus, member FDIC. Thank you, Panacea Financial, for your support. How are the interviews going for residency? Nick, we'll start with you. Sure. I had my first one yesterday. Nice. Um, nice, easy way to start. It How did it feel? How did it feel? Great. Great. Had a good time. I felt like I, it was pretty natural. It helped knowing everyone who was interviewing me. So, so you guys, this is an Iowa interview, I, I, Yes. This week, yeah. Yeah, okay. it was Iowa interview. Um, nice. Yeah, so a good way to start the interview season off. Great. Emma, how about you? Good. I had my first one this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody is really friendly. Virtual interviews, we have these like socials the night before, which I was kind of nervous about, but I felt like it's actually a good way to kind of calm my nerves and Made some connections with other applicants, which is fun. But actually, is a small world, and I think I'm going to run into several people. Yeah, again. you might. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was amazed by how quickly mine went. Like, I, I yeah. felt like I had no time to ask questions. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like everything just zoomed by. I was very grateful to have it be my home program because I know a lot already about it. But uh, yeah, I, I think I need to change my strategy a bit upcoming interviews. Be like, you know, that's a good yeah. question. Let me ask one of my own. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Let me point it back at you. Yeah. yeah. Well, good. I'm glad uh, things have gotten off to a, to a comfy start. And maybe we'll talk more about interviews later on in the show. Great. I haven't gotten any listener questions in a while, so I cheated. I cheated on our listeners. But you, you... You, you listeners who haven't asked any questions in a while, you forced me to do it. I went to Reddit, <laughs> the Reddit. medical school subreddit, to see what was ha- what what was happening there, and I found this question from oh, user no. robotic nephro <laughs> robotic what? nephrect nephrectomy. What <laughs> is that a thing? Robotic nephrectomy. Yeah, yeah, that is a real yeah, that's thing. A thing. Yeah. Okay, good. Here, here's a robotic <laughs> nephrectomy. I am a DO student with average scores for my surgical subspecialty that I am applying to, and shockingly received an interview from a prestigious top 10 program. This program would be an ideal location for my future family, and allow me to reach all my goals that I have for myself in the field. But I can't help but feel like it's out of my league. Does anyone have any interview advice on how I can capitalize on this opportunity, or any advice about how I can get past this feeling of not feeling worthy? Thanks ahead of time classic classic medical school feeling yeah not feeling yeah. worthy yeah some not may worthy. call it imposter syndrome yeah mm. 
Well, there is that. We've talked about that quite a lot on the show. I think it exists. I think it exists for a good reason. It, it sort of maybe pushes us to be better than we are right now. And that's fine. Obviously, imposter syndrome has its downsides too, because it's, there's sort of an unrealistic set of expectations there that you need to be perfect now, or you need to be something now that you that there's no reason for you to be yet. Hmm. Like good at medicine. <laughs> you know? Wait, I'm not supposed to be good at medicine when I come in my first year? No. <sighs> Nor, I would argue, are you supposed to be good at medicine when you are become a resident. Yeah, because I'm not. I mean, <laughs> you heard it here. <laughs> I mean, I have a lot to learn. I, I'm not ready to, you know, be on my own. I shouldn't be. Absolutely. Medical school yeah. just teaches you the ultra basics of medicine and a lot of your learning about how medicine actually works as both a profession and a, for lack of a better word, business. That's not the right word I'm looking for. I don't know. Career. I think that's the word I'm looking for. That's yeah. that's where you really learn a lot about what you're going to be doing for the rest of your life. Yeah, medical school trains yeah. you to be a good resident. Residency trains you to be a doctor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, imposter syndrome. There's that. I, I Related is this sort of out of my league idea. You know, I-, I feel like it. In my experience so far, it's like hard to tell what is your league even. Like when I like I submitted my application to many programs and heard back from ones that I thought I never would hear, hear back from and didn't hear back from ones that I thought I would. So I feel like this whole process is kind of like, I don't know. How do you even know what's in your league? And maybe it is in your league and maybe don't think about it that much. And if they saw something in your application that they wanted to learn more about, they in- invited you for an interview. So you, you deserve to be there. Definitely. And, you know, I have a friend that we've kind of we're applying the same specialty. We applied to a lot of the same programs. And it's amazing just looking at some of the differences and interviews that we've gotten where, like, you know, I pick up one here and he picks up one at a different place. And like, you're just like, I I don't know why. And you see each other as equivalent, basically. Like there's nothing particularly different about you or, or him in terms of scores or aptitude or anything like that. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I think our, our board scores are a little different, but like uh, the, the rest of it, our application is pretty similar. And like uh, so, some of the programs like that he really wanted, I ended up getting. And some of the programs that uh, I really wanted, he ended up getting. And like, I, I don't know, like there's no rhyme or reason. I also feel like residency programs are looking for diversity. And so like, even though you may not think that you fit in with their board scores or their research, like they probably want people who have diverse experiences. So you bring something to the table. Yeah, I think the thing that bothers me about out of my league, other than the fact that it, you know, usually refers to dating supermodels in my world, (laughs) (laughs) but it, it also implies that the program is somehow better than you are. Mm -hmm. And like, why would it be? Why would that be that the program is somehow better than you are? I mean, they're all doing the same thing. They're all seeing patients. They're all diagnosing people. They're all managing illnesses. They're all, you know, whatever it is they do. They're all surgerying. <laughs> um, yeah, surgerize. You know, it's I don't know. Like, what what would make a program better than others in this context? Any any ideas about that? That is a really good point because the whole point of medical school is to be some in some ways standardized mm-hmm. that everyone kind of comes out and can become residents and you can feel confident that you, when you get someone from any school that they're going to be a pretty good resident. Yeah. And so to say that like, yeah, I guess I don't quite know what would make something better than another unless it's the person is a world leader in their field and you're going to be able to learn from them. Like they have the mm-hmm. best teachers in the world and for residency, the best doctors to learn under, but to say something is out of my league, like, isn't it just that it's kind of a well-known program, like, or just has good, I don't know, teaching? Yeah, I would agree with that. I think even if you look at, for instance, let's say a financial support for different institutions and just what they have available as whether financial resources when it comes to, you know, equipment or even what you were hinting at with like the amount of time that you can have with like highly trained professionals. I feel like ideally every medical student should be pursuing exactly those things and certainly different programs with that quote unquote name brand recognition will have 
more of those things but i don't think that that should be a characterization of oh this is out of your league but rather oh that seems like a really nice thing to at least strive towards and the way i see it the worst thing that happens is you you don't get in and granted there's a a small financial cost there in terms of secondary applications and all that good stuff which i'm sure it's all a drop in the bucket is yeah (laughs) small compared to the the cost of tuition which it's probably its own topic now that I think about it. But yeah, I think you should be going for those positions. I mean, I think it's great to not try to con- constrain yourself by this idea of league. Yeah. I, I think just to reiterate, I, I think Emma said this. Uh, if they picked you for an interview, you're good enough for them to rank. That's like the hardest part. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think you getting the interview. You pass that bar. You're good enough. They're going to rank you. So mm-hmm. like you just you know don't screw up the interview I was, yeah, that would be. <laughs> yeah i think i think that's the important point you know and as far as like one program being better than another you know all these programs are accredited and have to go through the same rigors to stay accredited and you're going to get more or less the same education at all of them some are going to maybe be better at one specific thing than another but they're all you're required to do the same number of procedures at all of them you know uh, you're required to do uh, the same education uh, like take the same exams all all the things are the same so you know do the one that is the best fit for you yeah there's something to be said that's interesting about is the out of the league really coming from the medical perspective or is it more so like everyone else's perspective on the certain school? So I don't know if the school that this person is mentioning is kind of one of those name brand schools that we think of, like for example, Harvard, like I don't know if that's what they mean, but I think a lot of that comes from the outside perspective of say your mom being like, Oh my gosh, I'm so proud that you got this interview at Harvard or I'm so proud that you got this interview at whatever, whatever, which by the way implies that, I didn't think you were going to get it. Yeah, which is true. And so I think a lot of it is like you build all of these programs or this like, I don't know, out of my league program up in your brain so much Mm -hmm. only because of like what you've heard, even in the outside of medicine sphere. Like just because Mm -hmm. it's a really cool name doesn't mean that it's better in any way with the certain program that you're trying to apply to. Yeah. I totally agree. But then when you look at like the residents that match at places like that, I'm not saying this is across the board, but a lot of times residents who match at that come from, you know, the name brand schools and Mm -hmm. the more prestigious programs. And I think that's a little bit annoying that that continues on. But I think that programs are becoming more aware of that and interviewing more diverse students. But I think going back to what Nick said is kind of like, you'll get the same like numbers and, and surgeries and for me, like, you know, deliveries and stuff, but it's kind of those extra things that I think maybe this question, questioner, Reddit person is like talking about is that like opportunities for research and working with certain faculty and, you know, well-known researchers and other opportunities like global health, things like that. So you're, are you talking about networking basically? Yeah. Networking. <laughs> well, and, and fellowship opportunities, I think yeah. are, are key. So, hmm. you know, if you're really interested in a specific fellowship and the program that, you know, that you think is at your level, I, I don't know, whatever, it doesn't have those fellowships. You might be trying to, to reach to some of those other programs that, that would have that fellowship that you really want. But that's kind of a different story. I mean, you're focusing on features. Sure rather than prestige or something that's, quote, out of your, your yeah. reach. I mean, it's well, obviously going to be out of your reach if you don't go there, but because you can't, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think another thing to bring up, too, is, you know, depending on specialty, some of the names that you think are really prestigious might not actually be all that great in mm-hmm. a given specialty. So that's another thing to not get hung up on on the overall name and kind of think about, you know, what, what's a big deal in your specialty Mm -hmm. and and like, uh, where are you going to be able to get the education you need to go the direction that you want to go? Yeah. I think that, I mean, university of Iowa is even a great example of that. I didn't come here knowing much about the school. I honestly hadn't really heard of it until someone had recommended it to me. I applied, turns out I got in, I'm here and I didn't realize until, yeah, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Really excited, you know? I'm proud of me. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so, you know, I, I've always been interested in, I guess, a lot of different aspects of medicine, but I, I became more interested in ophthalmology. And then I arrived here and suddenly learned, well, would you look at that? You know, the University of Iowa residency is pretty much consistently top 10 
for ophthalmology in the nation. And it wasn't even a school I had really heard of. And it, I think it really does go to show like you have really, I think, a differential expression of specialties across schools that may or may not have that same like name brand recognition as like your Stanford's. Well, I think a lot of this, you, you know, you mentioned probably some of this idea of out of my league comes from other people's views on these institutions. But for me, out of my league comes comes from inside, comes from mm-hmm. where where I'm thinking, you know, what am I worth? And I haven't had to look for a job for 20 years. Maybe if I was maybe if I was more ambitious, I would have looked for other jobs that were fancier. I'm happy where I am though. But when I when I, I think your job is fancy. I love my job. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> But, you know, I could be, uh, you know, who knows? The point is that, you know, my habit, and I think this is very common, is to immediately assume, like, oh, I don't have the qualifications for that, mm-hmm. which in the job market is probably hogwash, especially right now. Mm-hmm. Very true. Mm-hmm. So don't sell yourself like- short, is what I'm saying. Don't, don't, don't assume that you understand what it is people are looking for. You know, if the job sounds interesting, if the, if the school sounds interesting, if the residency sounds you know cool and and has what you want then screw it go for it you know and and when you get that interview why assume that you're not worthy of interviewing go in and crush it yeah and there's really i mean think about the worst that worst case scenario is kind of going to something that you think might be out of your league but like pushing yourself to actually apply to that school like worst case scenario is you don't get in but at least you tried mm-hmm, like you yeah, wouldn't mm-hmm. have gotten in anyway like had you not even tried in the first place so i think what always helps me to kind of get past that barrier of like oh am i good enough is just like okay what is the worst case scenario the worst case scenario is simply i don't achieve that mm-hmm. thing anyway so i might as well go down trying mm-hmm. like i feel like you you need to wait the, the great the thing you need to do is to act you know learn how to act as though you're a badass, you know, walk into the room and, you know, for your interview and just be like, sup, I'm here. <laughs> Maybe don't do that. Do not walk into the interview and just say, sup, I, I am not endorsing this. Metaphorically. Walk Bonus in. points for standing on the table too and really yeah. like a showing your dominance. Yeah. Even flipping well, the here's table. Here's what you do is you walk into the room. I'm going to demonstrate this. You walk into the room. And Wait, just... why do you guys keep saying walk? We're virtual. Yeah, these are virtual interviews. Okay, right. Well, yeah. well so walk you... into the screen. You can start. <laughs> you, you start. Yep, exactly so, like that. You turn on your camera and then you walk in. So I get up to my desk and hope I don't knock anything over. <laughs> yeah. no, there are so many cords and lamps. I cannot move. Yes. When I when I sit down, I'm staying. Look, just walk into the room, put your leg up on the chair and go. Exactly. What do you got? Yeah, start asking them questions. But then that shows that you're wearing sweats and not sitting down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to make sure that you're sitting at all times. Do not stand. Listeners, if you ask us a question, it means that I don't have to make something up to talk about on the show. And the show becomes what you want it to be. So send your questions to the shortcoats at gmail.com or leave a message at 347-SHORT-CT. We'll talk about it on the show. Nick, I want you to uh, look at Emma's background. Yeah. What do you, you know, does this, does this remind you of anything? Of a house? <laughs> <laughs> apparently, <I'm not> home. <laughs> apparently, my background looked like I was outside. Nick, Nick, and I were trading ideas about his background. I, I made some upgrades. I haven't sent them to you. You didn't. Yeah, I, I need to send them to you. So Nick, Nick sent me this. Uh, can I can I talk about this? Yes, sure, sure. <laughs> you know, I people have commented on my background and thought it was fake. Like the whole background, like, like, you know, one of the, the virtual zoom backgrounds. Yeah. And I'm like, how do I pull? Cause like I was using Thalamus, which is one of the interfaces for interviews and you can't do virtual backgrounds on Thalamus. So I'm like, how would I be doing a virtual background? Like I had to touch the things behind me. You, so <laughs> this so is real. So Nick's background that he sent me earlier this week, he sent it to me because he, he'd been, the feedback he'd gotten was that it looked like he was outside. And it's a, it's a, it's a nice brick wall. Very, you know, like I, it's, it's, it would, you could describe it if you were, you could describe it as trendy, you know, yeah. like, like you would like to have this brick wall in your home, you know, kind of thing. But it did look a lot like he was outside. So you had already <laughs> put some pictures on the wall. Yes. Random pictures that I found in my house. Uh-huh. Yeah, one uh-huh. was uh, C.J. Beathard, an autographed uh, picture of C.J. Beathard, who's an Iowa quarterback. Yeah, and uh, a picture of my undergraduate institution. Uh, 
And it, yeah. it, you know, it definitely, it definitely made it seem like you were outside and yet had hung pictures on the wall. <laughs> yes. A common thing to have on the outside of your house. Yes. I, I yeah. frequently like to hang pictures on the exterior surface of my it's a house. Big rage. Oh Screw yeah. White kitchens. Yeah. Photos yeah. on the outside of your house. Exactly. Right now. Why yeah. couldn't this be a thing? Yeah. I want you, people and, to see And that would be another way of owning it. People would be like, "Oh, thank you for joining me from your from your." patio <laughs> be like yeah that's why, right why are you sitting outside for this interview is it a lighting problem do you think like what makes it look like it's outside is it just the type of brick i, th- I think it's the brick yeah oh, so a, a little uh secret so th- it's actually a photography background <laughs> because i i'm in my basement and uh, my basement uh-huh. so i decided to hang this photography backdrop holy shit <laughs> <laughs> it, looks, it looks like a real thing, it doesn't looks, it? It looks yeah. very realistic. It looks very good. Very you didn't realistic. tell me that. You no, I know it. I didn't. Yeah, because I wanted to uh, like hide that fact. But uh, it came up. <laughs> now it's out. Yeah, no, I I've, I've told a couple of people at my first interview that it was. But basically, my my advice to you was to to set up your room pretty similar to uh, to what Emma has here with a plant oh. in the background yeah. with a table, you know, a little distance from the wall. See, the problem is I have no distance. I even mocked uh, up. I even did a Photoshop mock-up of such a thing. <laughs> yeah, you did. It looked nice. And, and wow, I basically so copied it. I went to Goodwill and found a fake plant. There that looks go. relatively nice. Yeah. This one and is fake. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't find a nice fake, nice, nice fake plant, but it's, it doesn't it's, matter. it's relatively it's nice. There, you know? And then, uh, yeah, I found, I stole a lamp off of my bedside table. So now it's really dark in my bedroom, but it's okay. Yeah, mine is too. My room looks ridiculous. Like my bed's in the middle of the, the desk is in the middle of the room. The bed is in the middle of the room. I don't have any lamps over on that side of the whole room. It's just crazy. Yeah. And I, I got a nice ring light. So the lighting is not an issue. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was great. Yeah. And then I, I upgraded a microphone. I Amazon Prime Day bought a relatively nice microphone that would be great for podcasting or singing or whatever. And I've been complimented on it so like my my last interview had four interviews uh, on that day Uh, so it was like one i was interviewing for iowa but there were four separate and then we had the pre uh night with the residents Mm. and one of the residents commented on how nice i sounded exactly two of my interviews that's what i have been telling people (laughs) don't use your laptop microphone it's terrible yeah for interviews never do that uh earpods earpods you're 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 okay I'm okay. You're okay. okay. But any, you know, like anything you can do to to sound better during your interviews is going to yep. be a huge relief for these people who are going to spend hours upon hours listening to, you know, shitty echoey rooms. <laughs> exactly. And so I'm in my crappy echoey basement, but because I have a really nice microphone, it doesn't matter because my microphone can compensate. Yeah. So here's for, what I want you to bed. do. Here's yeah. what I want you to do. Next time somebody compliments you on the sound of, of your microphone, you'd be like, you're welcome. <laughs> yes. Stare right in the eyes. Yeah, again, dominance. It's a dominance thing. <laughs> Once again, I do not recommend actually utilizing these tools during an actual interview. Okay, well, you could put it, you could put it better. You could be like, well, I, I wanted this to be a pleasant experience for you. Because, because nice. I like you. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I also Wait. have noticed my peers that I'm interviewing with who upgraded their cameras. Uh-huh. Wow. Big difference. Okay. Very big difference. Like some people are just using the regular laptop camera. Yeah. And then others are like, I, I also upgraded my camera to a nice HD camera. Yeah. What are the What do you think upgrades? I'm using? Yours looks pretty nice. I would say, uh, like, it could just be your laptop, but I, I would say you upgraded, but uh, it does look... Like if you if it's your laptop, your laptop at least has a good camera or your phone or whatever. I, I upgraded because my my camera on my computer sucks. So yeah, maybe it's just my own predilections being an audio guy more than a video guy. But I kind of give a pass to camera that aren't the you know like the, if if they're the worst, you know I'm gonna say yeah go and get a new camera. But if they're just normal, I think you know Zoom is gonna mess with your or or what's the thing you were using? Thalamus. Thalamus. Yeah. <laughs> Thalamus. Can you spell that like thalamus, like the brain. Yeah, like the brain. Yeah. Like in the brain. In yeah, the brain. yeah. It's like this interview. But, so oh, go. Are there two Emma. parts, like thalamus and cerebral, or something yeah. like that? Uh, sure. I thought it was cortex, nose. but it might be cerebral. <laughs> cortex. Cortex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. I don't know. What I didn't cortex like is. neuroanatomy. That was not my strong suit. <laughs> I don't know what cortex is, but it always asks me which one I want to sign into. 
and yeah, it's always Thalmus, so I, I don't know. So would you say but, that microphones, ring lights, and cameras are like the three big upgrades and like obviously photo backdrops for, yeah, for you? <laughs> like what are people buying for residency? Because obviously you don't have to travel to these places, but like is right? it still so, stressful to have to spend money on like upgrades that you'll use I for mean, a few months? I'm probably all in like a hundred okay 150 bucks somewhere in there much. like yeah i i didn't spend that much and you could easily spend less definitely net positive from yeah. having to travel to all these yeah. places so. yeah another another thing to think about though is a mouse and a keyboard because like i have my computer like elevated like a foot but then like you don't want to have your hands up here if you like need to change screens or something so that's another thing to think about buying mm. one thing that i wish i wouldn't have but I'm still using it because I love it. I have a really large monitor that for uh-huh. my computer. And so what I'm finding is while I'm on my interviews, I'm looking <laughs> at weird places because my monitor is so big. I'm not looking forward anymore. Just, uh, uh, and so it looks like I, I always tell away. people to shrink your window. Yeah. So like that it's it at the top, top of your screen. <laughs> that's a good idea. That, that, that really is good a good idea. idea. Yeah. That, that's been my challenge. Well, Nick, send me another picture. I want right. to. I want to evaluate your your new background, yeah. especially now that I know that it's fake. Fake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, did you buy the background? Like, could you buy it? Did or did? Yeah, I bought it, it on. I bought it on Amazon oh. for like twenty bucks. Like I like I said, I bought that for twenty bucks. I think I bought my microphone for forty. My camera was like fifteen to twenty. Um, maybe that's all. I think that's oh, and then I bought a fake plant for six fifty at at Goodwill. Bargain, yeah, bargain, Major bargain. Every everything else I oh, and I the the boom for my my mic too, which was like another fifteen twenty bucks. I it, bought just a real cheap one. Your microphone in view or out of view? Sometimes it ends up being in view. So I, I try to okay. I try to keep curious. it out of view. Like I keep it really low, but yeah. then I found I bumped it a couple of times too. So right. I might end up putting it more in view. Part of me says put it in view because then it's clear that you put some hmm. thought into yeah. your setup. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, your voice sounds good, but maybe somebody wouldn't. But if you if it's in view, you're like, hey, he's taking this seriously. Yeah. Well, and I talked As- about podcasting in my app. Yeah, so I've been asked, like, is this the microphone you use for podcasting? <laughs> That's where you say yes. <laughs> yeah, Golden I microphone. <laughs> I should say yes. I said no, but uh, yeah, I should say yes. No, you should say no. You should say no. I bought this for you. I bought this. I bought this for you. I bought this for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you guys are convincing me to get a microphone because i was also asked a lot about the podcast and then i can like look like a true podcast yeah exactly <laughs> i think the goal isn't to look like a podcaster <laughs> the goal Wait, you mean look- i should look like a doctor yeah yeah maybe wear your maybe. stethoscope yeah. <laughs> just wear scrubs i don't even think i brought it home to washington <laughs> yeah. how, how often do uh obgyns use uh stethoscopes i don't i don't think they really use them very much. rarely yeah so you, t- you don't need that okay. i mean like on inpatient rounds and stuff i shouldn't say rarely we listen to hearts but sure it's not the main thing uh yeah maybe you can Maybe you can wear an umbilical cord around your neck. That's yeah, that's obviously the progression from stethoscope is oh, umbilical this? cord. Oh, this old thing? Because that, that's what <laughs> OBGYNs are using. I would like to things. once again reiterate please do not take seriously the advice in this podcast. <laughs> Zach, I'm getting a little offended. <laughs> Shortcoats, if you're enjoying our conversation today, I'd be grateful if you'd let people know by posting a story on Instagram or Facebook or tweeting about us. And don't forget to tag us in your post. Thank you. I want to take a second to tell you about the uh, conference that Kate and I are putting on. The Examine Life Conference explores the intersections between the arts and humanities and medicine. If your interests include writing, art, music, or any of the humanities, you should come to one of our virtual sessions going on through November 20th. Uh, They're designed to help you keep in touch with the part of you that makes and enjoys art of any kind and even incorporate them into your understanding of healthcare. Most sessions are just 15 bucks, but use the promo code TELCBONUS21, no spaces, during checkout for one free session. That's TELCBONUS21, no spaces, at examinedlifeconference.com. I did find a uh, list of dumb interview questions. Ooh. I'm not sure how dumb they really are. I mean, they're just, these are the sort of questions designed to put you off balance and make you think creatively. So I thought I, we would bat them around a bit. 
and see if we can come up with some responses. There aren't usually any wrong answers to these sorts of questions unless your answers indicate a certain lack of thought. Mm. Uh, So feel free to talk it out. You don't have to come up with a fully formed answer immediately, I think, because the thought process is what's important in these questions. And I got all these from responsewebrecruitment.co.uk. I didn't know I needed to prepare for an interview. All right. I know. My anxiety Uh, just shot up. This question requires you to perform. (laughs) Perform what? Yeah. Sing a song that best describes you. Oh this is truly an interview question. That's, That's what, what I would say to the interviewers. You're serious right now? No, no, you got you can't do that. You got to be like, hmm, what Get song? Confident. What song best describes me? You know, any any thoughts come to mind? Come on, Nick. Why me? I don't know. <laughs> All this whole time when I wrote down this question, I'm like, I got to get Nick to. I don't. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I got to think of a song. Like right now, you cannot think of a song. I guarantee you that not one song is coming to your head. I can think of a song, but I'm definitely not going to sing it. That's what I'm thinking. Like I'm, I have one. It's, well, let, but now because I've thought of it, but you've got to sing it, out it out for brain. your interview. You've got to. I sing cannot it. sing this song. <laughs> they're gonna. They're not gonna hire you if you don't sing the song. Oh, there, I'm not singing. It's the not song. that I'm ashamed of the song. It's that I'm ashamed of my singing. Because mm. that makes a difference. Well, That's I mean, I, I would assume that that would. I mean. You know, Plus, I, everybody knows the song that I'm thinking of. I mean, you don't know which one it is, but you know everybody <laughs> has heard of the song. Yeah, all sing it together. Like, I was like Twinkle Twinkle. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of All Star by Smash Mouth. Oh, okay. nice. oh, I like it. I like it. Yeah, you are an The All-Star. lyrics are just so classic. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good karaoke song. Maybe okay. that's why I chose it. Mm. Riley, what's the song you're thinking of? It's less. It's less wholesome. That's the problem. <laughs> Currently, I'm thinking of the song Big Booty Ho. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the problem is, like, that's not really what I'd want to choose, but because it was the first one that came to my mind, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. it is the only one that's staying in my mind yeah, because yeah. my mind has become so fixated on You're it. You're not going to be able to think of any other the, song. The problem is it's yeah. all jaded by the fact that all on our wedding RSVPs, we have song requests, so I just get all of these song requests that people <laughs> keep requesting, and that one has hit it a few times we've gotten a few requests for that one really? so yeah hmm. zach what do you think so i grew up with a musical theater background and oh. the song that came to my mind is all i ask of you from phantom of the opera actually for two reasons one is i feel like it has a good description of me i feel like i'm a a dedicated person i that's for those song, of us not familiar with the song maybe you can uh, belt out a few bars oh, oh gosh i would love this hmm let's see let me be your shelter, let me be your light, I'm here, nothing can harm you, your fears are far behind you. Awesome. Wow. So, yeah, that's way better than anything I can so, do. So, and, and, and what, tell, tell why again that song? Yeah, so there's, you know, that's not all of it. That's uh, part of it. There's more of a... I'm aware that that's course. not all yes, of yes. it. Yes, yes. It's not a two-second uh, song, surprisingly. Yeah, yeah. so I, I think what it does a good job of is it sort of shows dedication towards protection, towards companionship, which is something that... I know for me personally, I feel strongly, especially being married with my wife. Uh-huh. And I think when it comes to medical school, maybe this is a, a slightly more tentative connection, but I want to be really dedicated also towards what I'm doing and protecting my patients and working nice. for you know them and on their behalf. So with that metaphor drawn out, maybe the darkness is sickness and the doctor's trying to shed some light on that situation. I don't know. You can take it as Love you will. It. But Love yeah. it. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I think just you got won in. this question. Yeah, I'm not yes. saying your answer is better than mine, but I who, guess <laughs> I guess it might be. Yeah. Who is Dave giving the job to? I should just write off this whole interview. This is a waste. Yeah, you might. Yeah. <laughs> you better oh, hope sorry. that's the first question. You can be like, you know what? Let's not waste anybody's time. Zach, got it. I'm out. <laughs> All right, oh here's another question. Uh, what would I find in your fridge right now? Literally, do you want to know? Yeah, that's what. It, that's a question. Stuff. Um, like everything which fridge (laughs) (laughs) i have two do you drink fridge yes oh i'm so jealous of people with a drink fridge (laughs) you too can have a drink fridge i too can have a drink fridge i just uh, haven't purchased one yet so small big well it's it's like 
Uh, let's not get hung up on the size. Of- <laughs> yeah, let's not get hung up on the size of my fridge. Uh, you know, no, the the fridge that came with my house was too small, so we bought another one. Okay, and so that the small one became the drink fridge. Got it. So there's drinks. I have you three have kids. Like I need a big fridge. Yeah. yeah. What kind of drinks? I mean, a variety. Juicy yes, it's, it's there's there might be some juicy juice in there. Yeah. <laughs> there might be some other things in there too. Where is this fridge located? In my basement. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Next to your interview setup. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just so I can like reach right over. Yeah. If it, it's if actually things... part of the background. You've got the brick wall. You've got the fake plank. And you've got the fridge so that they can grab... ask you this yeah. question. But, but, the the fridge, but key here, the fridge is not a real fridge. It's yeah. made of cardboard. <laughs> It's um, painted into the background. That's right. That's right. Uh, you know, this is, I figure this is an ideal question to throw out the idea of medical cannibalism. The uh, consumption of things like dried mummy flesh and fresh human blood or human skulls. I mean, you, obviously, you don't want to be like, I have a fridge that's for the dried mummy flesh. Fridge. Like, is that in your fridge? No, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> saying that, you know, if you can work in this idea, you can be like, I, I just have like, food in my fridge i don't know about <laughs> you interviewer but I, one of the things that i'm interested in is history and isn't it interesting that medical cannibalism is a practice that began sometime in the 1500s <laughs> the swiss physician for instance paracelsus believed that the best way to heal a sick person was to use stuff from a healthy person there you go king francis the first france he took something called a uh, true no i spelled that wrong true Mummia, thick black liquid extracted from the corpse of rich Egyptians, preserved with myrrh, aloe, saffron, and spices. So, that you know, while I don't keep yeah. these in my fridge, <laughs> interesting. Interesting, huh? Interesting fact. Interesting fact. Yeah. So this is how you work in your agenda into their question. Exactly. If you live in New York, okay. you could talk about how you have to store your clothes in the fridge because there's no space for them right. anywhere. Mm, talk exactly. about the inequity of housing. Not enough space oh, for people. Oh, good one. See, spinning it, spinning it. Yeah. That's one. how we... Good one. So you get to what you need to get to. Yes. My underwear is very cold. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you were a disease or medical phenomena, which one would you be? Hmm. Are those mutually exclusive? Like, can't you be both? No, I mean, they're, you know, like things happen in medicine that aren't diseases, right? I mean, I mean, they could be both. Might Does that help? <laughs> no, I'm just wondering. <laughs> hmm. Which one would you be, Riley? Putting me on the spot here. It's which an is interview. The point of the it's interview. An interview. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's true. I could be a disease or a medical phenomena. Yeah. Now I'm panicking. Condition. Condition. Um, you know, what's your favorite body part? <laughs> <laughs> that took the question really far. Well, I mean, like. I'll say fat because that's what I'm studying right now. We're happy about fat. It's not all bad. Yeah. So um, what, 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 what fat related of- condition would you would you be? Maybe you'd be not many are good, so that's the problem. <laughs> Maybe you'd be brown fat because oh, I do want to be brown fat. This is be true. I want to be fat. the Beijing of fat. Yeah, that's my that's my my choice. Thanks for giving me my answer. You're welcome. I get, I get the job. I'm sweating. It's yeah, sweating over here. Zach, uh, what, what about you? Any any thoughts on? You know, this is a difficult one. I am inclined to say like some form of polydactyly just because <laughs> I think I like that it would be, you know, for the most part. I mean, it's concurrent with a lot of, you know, genetic diseases that have other problems. But purely as polydactyly, you might end up with six hopefully functional fingers. And then you get to basically say, hey, guess what? I have six fingers. I have one more finger than you do. And I've it doesn't evolved. do much, but it's cool. You know, well, I mean, you know, to the to the extent that it functions, maybe you could do more things. It'd know? help you with math. Yeah. <laughs> if my, you're kid, if you're, <laughs> my counting system goes on the basis of 11, base 11 instead of 10. It's base 11. So, you know, work that into your public school schedule. Yeah. There's even um, <laughs> there's one that's called, I think it's arachn- arachnodactylil. And Ooh. basically your fingers are really long and spider-like, hence Ooh. the name, arachnodactylil. And it looks really quite cool. You know, it looks like a lot of like your villains, you know, kind of like the spindly fingers. And I, I think that one's also pretty cool. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. I think you might lose functionality there, but I think it's pretty interesting. Maybe you could play piano better or something. You know, I am a pianist and I have long fingers. They're not quite uh, spider length, but, you know, maybe that's a a facet. Okay. I like it. And with that, I probably should take my leave. For all you listeners, I'm heading to a mechanisms of health and disease exam. So if you want to be in med school, just remember... You might be on a podcast and then have to go take an exam about the heart. That's what we do. That's what you do. You know, you, you, you're here and then you got to go. 
Good luck. Exactly. And that's fine. Good, Good luck, luck on your exam. Thank Good you so luck. much. Got Thank it. you, dear listeners. I'll do well. Well, how about this interview question? If you could be Batman or Robin, which one would you be? I'm not inclined to say hero. Robin. I know that's the weird choice. I know Batman's yeah, cooler, but like, in my mind, I feel like Robin's doing a lot, but like, he gets to stay out of the spotlight. It's kind of the like celebrity phenomena. Like, you want to be like famous, but not f- so famous that you can't go to Trader Joe's. So that's what Robin is to me. He's like, oh, I'm doing cool things, but I can still go to Trader Joe's. Okay. Mm. All right. So he's like always talking about his cool, famous friends. Yeah. So that's a little. So that's a little weird. That's a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Robin's always talking about his cool friends. He's like, I know Batman. Yeah. I know. Everyone's Batman. like, all right, we know you know Batman. Me and Commissioner Gordon. <laughs> totally tight. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like the Lego Batman. It's a good Robin. guy. Real yeah. down to earth, Commissioner Gordon. <laughs> he really wants to be friends with Batman. Yeah. Like, we're going to get drinks after, I swear. Yeah. (laughs) He just doesn't know it yet. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Emma? Which would you rather be? Well, obviously, I know nothing about this topic, but I would probably choose Batman. My dad had like a midlife crisis about, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago, and he bought a black Corvette, and people would always like comment on how it, no, he would, he would comment on how it looks like the Batmobile. So I guess. I would choose Batman. You You would choose Batman because of your father's midlife crisis. Because I already have the car. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. So you already have a Batmobile. Uh, Although he's never let me drive it, even though I have like a perfect track record on my driving uh, skills. You know, I was very proud the other day to to, uh, tell my son as I, you know, he's not a very experienced driver. I just got a new car or a new to me car. And I let him drive it. And I made sure to tell him this would never happen in my house when I was, <laughs> when I was your age. In fact, I probably didn't drive any of my father's cars until I was probably in my mid thirties. You got to sneak Jeez. it in. Every, yeah. every parent has to sneak it in. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that works? That works in terms yeah, of like, like scaring them into being good like no i think no 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 that that's not the goal the goal is to demonstrate that you're a cool dad you're so much cooler oh. than so your much cooler than were. your dad was yeah. yeah but do you think that works <laughs> absolutely not <Yeah. laughs> do they think you're cool dave well, I, I don't know <laughs> should we call would- them I would like to get them on the podcast. Get them on the phone. (laughs) On the phone right now. I'd like to think so. It's like one of those radio shows. I think I would choose. (laughs) I think I would choose Robin also. I don't want to be Batman. Hmm. Batman's a lot of pressure. Well, also, Batman's kind of a tortured soul. Robin is like. He's a he's a bit of a he's a little bit of a goofball. He's kind of, in my mind, he's a little happy go lucky. You know, he's. But he's, you know, serious about his job, wants to catch the bad guys just as much as Batman does, but he doesn't have all that tortured past. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's a good answer. What would you choose as your last meal? Last meal. A bowl of cereal. <laughs> what? That's food. not a bad take. I like what? that take. Yeah. I love cereal. Bowl of cereal. So do I. I grew up having cereal but- for dinners. It was great. Peanut butter comes as a close second. I like peanut butter with almost anything, so... Maybe maybe a peanut butter flavored cereal. There we go. Okay. I I would probably want a chef, like a a really good chef, to pick for me. Oh, okay. And just have like let them use their creativity, knowing that it's my last meal. I like to this. wow me. Oh. I like this. Yeah. It's a great choice. I like this because you know. But like, are there any? Are there any foods that you hate that like, what if they cooked with them? Yeah. I mean like, so I will eat just about anything, like at least try it. I, there are like a couple of things that I don't care for. Like I really don't like cauliflower. I don't know that that's going to be the centerpiece of anybody's last meal. <laughs> but uh, Yeah. They yeah. do a lot with cauliflower now. I, I know. I know. But I, we if had I, cauliflower wings on the last, the last show this past week. So. Yeah. And sometimes I can do cauliflower when it's in things. Yeah. It's fine, but you know, other than that, no, I'm I'm pretty good. I think I'd choose a really good margarita pizza. Okay, I thought you were gonna say a margarita. Skip the meal. I'll just take the margarita. Yeah, I want to be, be my last. I want to be drunk off my ass. ass. <laughs> Bring me a jumbo fishbowl. Let's just go all for it. I want to be so. I want to be blackout drunk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> During my last meal. No, I want a margarita pizza, nice and oven fired, oh, very nice. thin, but like it's got a softness to it, so it's like crispy and soft. I like it. 
am pretty sure I now know what we're having for dinner at the Adler House tonight. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're getting the chef to make you? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's not as exciting. I'm not. I'm not as fancy as I'm not as fancy in my last meal as yeah. I, I would like. You know, like what's the Osobuco? That oh, be, I love that'd be pretty buco, good. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. What about did did you give yours? Oh yeah, cereal. Cereal. <laughs> you sounded so disappointed. Oh yeah, cereal. Hmm. You know, uh, so judgmental. That's, that's who I am. You know that. There's a restaurant in Dubuque with Killer Asabuco. If you ever make it, oh yeah, up there oh. called El May. I haven't had it. Wait, had what it. is what dish did you say? I don't think I've heard of that before. Asabuco. It's basically it's it's like a very meat meaty. What would you like a slow cooked? Was it lamb? No. no, I think it's um, beef. Why do Why don't I know geez, this? It's I the thing I wanted to have. Yeah, it's your one last meal. If they asked you to describe it to them, you're not going to get yeah. Last meal. That's true. They're going to give me like. <laughs> I'll be like, just tell the chef. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was pork. But... Pork <laughs> or That's it is lamb? If you were a If you were a bicycle, Emma, what part would you be? If you were a bicycle, what would you be? It's veal. That's a strange so. question because you're saying you are a bicycle, but then which part? So like. But really, the question is, which part of a bicycle would you be? I don't know. Is that the real question? Is this, a, or is this a trick question? <laughs> Sounds like a trick question. Yeah. Um, I agree. I thought this was one of those questions that's designed to throw you, but the answer is obvious. You're a bicycle. Okay, so I'm which, all of the bicycle. What? Yeah. <laughs> but the let's say let's say it's part. Front wheel. Yeah. There's a front wheel. There's a back wheel. There's the chain that always comes off. In my experience, um, <laughs> the unreliable chain. <laughs> yeah. the, the one, the, the the one part of the of the bicycle literally known for being weak. <laughs> the, I'm not going to choose that. I would choose the gears, like the controller thing, because I like to be in in communities where I can have an input and be very involved in the direction i sound like i'm controlling yeah so you want to be in control <laughs> yeah i thought you were gonna I say i want to be in a place where i can be in and then you went to communities but i was like control <laughs> we know what you're really yeah. saying there. i like to be bossy <laughs> yeah i mean well you could be the you know you could be the the handlebars because that would be mm. like you know how you steer the, the thing yeah. the, the gears just control how fast you get there or how easy something is i guess oh, that's yeah. true um, mm. things easier for people yeah got deep okay <laughs> anybody else want to throw in it on the bicycle question we've i've got others i you know what i'll be the wheels because uh they're what keep you going okay they, they there put, you go they it's where the rubber moving. meets the road yes yeah, so where the rubber meets the road you are going places if you have wheels yeah without them pedals you can't go you can't use your wheels without your pedals you can coast down a you hill could, but that's it how are you gonna get uphill are you going to do the hard things in Maybe life? Maybe you don't need to. Pedals. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta have pedals to do the hard things in life. Yeah, you just skip the hard things. It's coasting for the rest of life. That's what they say residency is. It's just coasting, right? It's, yeah, I think, yeah. I think yeah. that's... Uh, that's what they say. Yeah. It's like... I'll be the, I'll be the frame. The it's frame. Yeah, the everything frame. Is built everything, is, everything is built on the frame. Mm. No love for the chain. And the chain can go suck it. <laughs> suck it, chain. But without the chain, you can't move. Well, Except then I will, coasting downhill. I'll <laughs> convert it to an electric bike. <laughs> they still run with chains. Not all of them. Some of them have hub, hub okay. motors. Okay, sure, sure, sure. If you were a can of soup, which one would you be? Chicken noodle. It's chicken noodle. Chicken noodle. Basic. Great. Yeah. It's got veggies. It's got meat. It's got good broth. I think it just hits all the spots that you want in a soup. Mm. Just had a really good chicken noodle soup. Good answer. So that's on the mind. Yeah. Sometimes was it from a can? The best. No, it, it was homemade. Well, not that's by not me. the question. That is not a question. <laughs> you screwed up, <laughs> Riley. No, don't some of two. the cans say like homemade on them? Yeah, but the cans are bullshit if they say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, is this is not one of those, I did have it from a can, but it was homemade. So I said homemade. It was actually homemade. But Yeah, like like grandma is, uh, is, is working away in the factory to turn out your yeah. homemade yeah okay. but instead of grandma it was my fiance who we can just call he's, like he's grandma he's basically grandma at oh. heart. yeah <laughs> nice you know what i i think i'm gonna go with cream of mushroom soup because i think with cream of mushroom soup 
you can make almost all of Midwestern cuisine. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is true. That is fair. So, uh, you know, very, very Green true. bean casserole for days. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I think, I think I would say SpaghettiOs because even though they're nasty, I not would not a, Also them. not a soup, but okay. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. It's canned. It's like soupy-ish. That's a fair question. Is um, it pasta or is it a soup? Soups are all kind of pasta adjacent. They're just like mm. too much sauce almost. Yeah, where's the line? I mean, where's you, the add, line? you yeah. add a little more like alphabet yeah. soup. Spaghetti is really a soup, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it really is soup. I it's mean, it's like pasta. It's like tomato sauce. Tomato soup with yeah, yeah tomato yeah. soup with like pasta in it, just like alphabet soup, which is okay. Yeah. I take it back. It's anyway. definitely a soup. <laughs> okay, well, I would choose that because I'm really a kid at heart, and kids eat those. So, so with or without meatballs? You need some next. protein. <laughs> all right, all right. To keep you going. <laughs> <laughs> you better hope Nick's on your uh, doing your interview because he'll he'll just come up with those really important questions. <laughs> yeah, I think that tells me a lot about Emma that she wants to have meatballs. Yeah, in her what what does it tell you? <laughs> that she's not vegetarian. <laughs> it's just a fact. It tells you simply a but fact. But I did th- I threw you off because I do have celiac disease. So oh, geez, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I think I knew that. Well, keep us thinking. We've covered all the questions, so I'm going to say that's our show. Riley, Nick, Emma, Zach, who left. Thank you for being on the show with me today. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Dave. It was fun. Thank you. And what kind of proctalgia fugax would I be if I didn't thank you, Shortcoats, for making us a part of your week? If you're new here and you like what you heard today, follow the show wherever fine podcasts are available. Our editors are AJ Chowdhury and Eric Bozart. The show is made possible by a generous donation by Carver College of Medicine, student government, and ongoing support from the Writing and Humanities program. Our music is by Dr. Vox and Catmosphere. I'm Dave Etler saying don't let the bastards get you down. Talk to you in one week. Hi, Shortcoats. Look, life in medical education... Life in America, life in the world is often difficult, and I often wish I could help. All I have is this podcast, but in my wildest dreams, you have the support you need to lead a life of your choosing. You deserve to be happy, healthy, and successful in whatever ways you define those words. So if you need support because you've experienced racism, discrimination, harassment, mental health crises, I want you to be able to get the help that you need. And so I'm going to put some links in the show notes to some resources that you can use. But the bottom line is that for what it's worth, I see you. I know you're out there. I wish I could do more. Maybe I can in ways that I don't understand yet or know about. But I see you and I'm glad you're here and other people are too. 